Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Marianne and Wanda. I'm Allie. And I'm Andy. How is everything going? It's been a very rough week, but I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. (laughs) You were at the lab late tonight. So for my last chapter of my work, I um, have done like some experiments, but I'm trying to do another set and do a DNA extraction from the water. And so um, I'm trying out a couple different ways to do that. And I like just got started super late today and I had a meeting with Jeff. And so I just ended up um, working until, yeah, like 8 p.m. But um, yesterday was uh, the anniversary of my cat's death. And so like that was also... I saw that. It was... It's... Uh, last year at this time I was in England and so like I I just distracted myself all day yeah, yeah. yesterday I was on the island and it was yeah it was just a very hard day yeah um, I'm so. sorry I know but this one goes out to Jack I love him and I miss him more <laughs> than anything this episode dedicated to Jack Smith yes Captain <laughs> Jack how was your week man what have you been up to Well, we had some family in town last week. Adam's sister and then two of the three nephews came with her. So they were in town from Wednesday to Sunday. So Mm -hmm. we we just mostly hung out around the house and tried lots of different restaurants. And we went to one that was a vegan restaurant. And it's not all the way in Nashville. It's like close to the airport. Oh, okay. Uh, It was... It wasn't bad. It wasn't really my first choice of food, but everything we had was good. Oh, good. They make, like, gourmet vegan cupcakes, too, and those were all really good. Well, I do love a good piece of cake. Yeah. (laughs) In any form, honestly. And Rosie enjoyed the cupcakes as well. She couldn't get enough. (laughs) Good. It's like her birthday, except not. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, I've just been like super slammed with work we've got a big project that the deadline is is still far away like the I think the deadline is like 10 weeks away still but it's like super crunch time to get it all finished by then Mm -hmm. so it's been very hectic at work um but yeah other than that this week the fair in Lebanon starts I know I was briefly considering coming up for that honestly (laughs) okay well (laughs) it started it started today um I didn't I forgot about it starting today until I was driving home from picking up Rosie from daycare I was like what is all of this traffic and then I realized it was a fair so we'll have to make an alternate route for the other days but we're gonna go tomorrow night so Adam can watch the tractor pull and, a classic event. Yeah, there's a food truck that does cobblers, and it's so good. I've gone to it the past couple of years, but they make a really good peach cobbler. They did a chocolate cobbler last year that Adam had. It was really good. Wow. So I like to go to that one, and then I like looking at all the the art exhibits and stuff like that. They have a new building that was built, like mm-hmm. big. I don't know what's in it, though. I don't know if it's more like exhibit halls or if it's something else totally. Well, I mean, look, if it's the Wilson County Fair, they're going to do it right. So Yeah, well, it's also the Tennessee State Fair now, so it's got even more money and funding. Oh, yikes. 
I mean, not yet, because I guess that's a good thing, but I'm I'm guessing that means there's, like, a lot more visitors, and so it's infinitely harder to do anything. Yeah, so last year was the first year it was combined from the Wilson County Fair plus the Tennessee State Fair, Mm -hmm. um, which, like, it still has the separation on the, like, marketing materials, but I don't know. It gets more funding because it's the Tennessee State Fair. But, like, supposedly since they have a big influx in visitors they've like put in metal detectors and like mm-hmm. heightened the security which i mean they should mm-hmm. um but i remember growing going to the fair like you could just walk in anybody could have had a gun with them or or whatever like there was no there wasn't really any concern when i was but it's gotten way bigger since i was a kid yeah I I love the fair there. I mean, we used to obviously ride horses in the competitions, but like mm-hmm. just walking around and eating all the food and like the magician show that they always have every year. Yeah, they have a I, hypnotist too. Yeah, like I'm yeah, just a huge fan. So if you live anywhere close to Wilson County, Tennessee, I highly recommend going. Yeah, we are not sponsored. But I no. would accept that sponsorship. <laughs> they, you know, they don't do the horse show during the week of the fair anymore they do it the weekend before the fair starts but oh. like that means like nobody comes to watch yeah i mean i guess they do it so that there's not as much risk i guess with livestock and like the i remember when we used to do it the fireworks would start at nine o'clock and all the horses would have a heart attack yeah i remember that we always had to try to leave yeah <laughs> before it started yeah yeah, but I don't know if it's for stuff like that or if it's just too much risk with how many more people come to the fair now that they don't have room for all the horse trailers and all that stuff. I don't know what the reasoning is, but yeah, they do it the weekend before the fair starts now. Mm. Well, yep, that was always my favorite horse show. Yeah, it was always a good one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll go to the fair tomorrow night so Adam can, Adam can watch the tractor pull and then who knows, we may go another day. Well, if you come up, let me know. I was going to say, if I come up, that means you will be going to the fair. <laughs> today, but I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, we're going to a sounds game. Ooh, baseball. I love baseball. Yeah. Adam's work is doing a company outing, like family day type thing. That'll be fun. Are you excited yeah. for the big uh, soccer final that's going to be in Nashville? This is the first time I'm hearing about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Messi's coming to Nashville. Oh, I know the name. <laughs> That's well, it. there you go. Well, he's coming. So That's funny. Yeah, I've never heard about it until right now. <laughs> well, my mom texted us about it today, and I was like, Mom, of course I already know about this. Oh. Uh, but anyway. Okay. What so, are we talking about this week, Andy? Yeah, so we watched the movie Bridesmaids, which yes. is now streaming on Netflix, and that's the only reason that I suggested to put it on the calendar because it was recommended for me. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, it's a great movie, so kudos to them, I guess. Mm -hmm. I also didn't realize it was rated R. I didn't either. Now that, like, I've rewatched it, I understand, but we were, like, in, I mean, we were juniors in high school. I guess I'm a little surprised that my mom didn't try to stop me in some way from seeing this movie, but... Yeah, Do you remember when it came I out? I don't remember going to. I don't remember going to see it in the theater. So I don't know if I didn't go with you guys or if I did, and I just have a bad memory. I'm pretty sure we all went. I don't. We you, we'd did. have to check. We'd have to check with the gals on that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. 
Yeah. Yeah, it came out May of 2011, and it was directed by Paul Fague. 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 Okay. Fague. I don't know. I you know. I listened to two different podcasts, uh, Unspooled and The Rewatchables, on this movie, and I still can't tell you how to say his name. So, <laughs> yeah, but, but he, it... um, he he's good. He uh, also like when you Google him um, on his Wikipedia page, it's like there's a section for his early TV stuff, which is like Freaks and Geeks, which I don't know who you know about that show. I I it. I don't remember if I ever watched it, but I know what it is. Yeah, it was a little before our time. But yeah. it's like early TV freaks and geeks. And then it's like Bridesmaids and the Melissa McCarthy era. Because he just, he made Bridesmaids with her. And then he's like made several scents that she starred in um, or has co-starred in. So like The Heat, which she did with Sandra Bullock. Ghostbusters, the all-female Ghostbusters, which was great. So I don't, he's like got the taste for Melissa McCarthy after watching yeah. this. I feel like there's a lot of Hollywood actors and actresses that team up with a director and like that seems to be the director's go-to actor and actress for their movies oh yeah for sure like Wes Anderson does it all the time um our boy oh god what's his what's his name who did like uh the princess diaries and um pretty woman and oh I could see Gary Marshall yeah I I knew it started with a g (laughs) yeah like yeah we've talked about it with him before um and all his like side actors and his main actors that he likes to work with multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So this movie had a budget of thirty two point five million dollars and then grossed three hundred and six million dollars worldwide, which that seems pretty good to me. Yeah, it's like the highest grossing female comedy, mm-hmm. I think ever. Um, yeah, it it had seventy two award nominations and it won twenty five of those. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading through which different ones it was nominated and won, so many of them were nominations for Melissa McCarthy in one way or another. And she's like, she's not even the main character, but so many of those awards were for her. Yeah, she even got an Oscar nomination for it, which is wild because often I feel like the Oscars don't really... This is not the type of movie that would get elevated to the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she got a nomination for it. Like, she didn't win, obviously. But like, it really, it kickstarted her whole career in a way. Like, she had been on, I think at this point, she had already been on Gilmore Girls. Um, and so, like, she wasn't super new around Hollywood by any means. But it, like, definitely launched her to stardom, I think. Yeah, I just was very surprised at how many of those 72 nominations were related to her performance specifically. Well, I think she did great. Yeah, no, I think so too. I just thought it was a little strange that, or unexpected, that they were mostly related to her and not like the main actress. Like Kristen, well, I mean, Kristen Wiig did a great job, but I think that Melissa McCarthy's character just stands out a lot more. Yeah, she's the comedic relief character for sure. In the comedy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought anyway. But anyway, yeah, a couple of the notable awards. It won the People's Choice Awards for the Best Comedy Movie in 2012. And then Melissa McCarthy won Best Comedic Performance in the 2012 MTV Movie Awards. And then, like you said, she was nominated for an Oscar, too, for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. And then Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, I think is how you say her name were also nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. 
which I also liked. And it turns out that um, the producer, Judd Apatow, uh, like worked with Kristen Wiig, I think on um, maybe like Knocked Up or something. And like talked to her and he was like, you know, uh, like, do you have any ideas for a screenplay? Like I, you could write it and star in it, which is apparently what he also did with the 40 year old virgin and Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. And so she went to her, one of her good, good friends, Annie Mumolo, and like, was like, okay, let's write a, a screenplay together. And at the time, Annie Mumolo was a bridesmaid. She said like seven times in one year when she was writing the movie and um, she talks a lot in some interviews about uh, like how like part of the that's like where part of the inspiration came from for this movie. Right. So like part of the comedic relief is Kristen Wiig's character. Part of the journey she goes through is that she like can't afford the bridesmaid's dress that everybody else wants. And Annie <laughs> um, was talking about it. She was like, yeah, like I was broke and I kept having to go all these very expensive bridal shops and buying all these very expensive dresses for one day. I definitely can relate. Yeah, definitely can relate. <laughs> Although I will say I've been in a few weddings now and none of the bridesmaids dresses that I've purchased have been like outrageously expensive. So I'm kind of lucky in that way. I know one of our friends, Annalie, said she had to spend several hundred dollars on a bridesmaid dress one time. And that's that's a lot. Yeah, I think it was like $600 or something because they got it special order from a special shop. And yeah. I don't know. That's that's too much. <laughs> Even yeah. still, if you're if you're having to be a bridesmaid seven times in one year, that adds up a lot. Even if they are on the cheaper end of bridesmaid dresses. Yeah, because nowadays, like it's not just being in the wedding and buying the dress. You like also have to go on the bachelorette party, which is often a fun time, but also usually very expensive. <laughs> so, usually, but but also it's not just the dress it's the shoes the hair and makeup the like the other stuff like that so it's it's it is more of an expense than you might realize up front yeah i've i've read some also like bridezilla stories online of people demanding some like someone one bride wanted her bridesmaid to cut off her hair that she'd like never really cut in her entire life and she wanted her (laughs) to get a cut a lot shorter and i was like this is you're crazy this is why people don't like to get married the bride could have the long hair yeah, and all of the other brides, and so they could save money on hairdressing because it would essentially be one person doing her hair the whole time. Like, <laughs> you knew she had this hair going in, you know? Like, yeah. Put it together. Anyway, so yeah, definitely can relate uh, to the writers on this one. Mm-hmm. And I do, I love the cast at least. And I know, like, looking back at it now, a lot of these are big, big names, obviously, but I feel like at the time, a few of them. Um, like Melissa McCarthy were smaller names and this kind of helped launch their careers in some ways but yeah I feel like Ellie Kemper was one of those too like she's big now or like I know who she is now but I feel like this would have been one of her early roles yeah definitely one of her early movie roles Mm -hmm. I don't know when The Office started because she's been she was on that forever but yeah yeah that's a that's a little different yeah and there's like a lot of improv alums here like Ellie Kemper used to do a lot of improv she did she was in the upside upright citizens brigade in like Chicago I think um, but then there's also like Kristen Wiig obviously who stars it in it and she was big on SNL we have Maya Rudolph who's just an incredible actress yeah I um, like that yeah it turns out she beat out uh what's her name from the office 
Mindy Kaling. Jeez. Oh, oh, okay. You know who that is. Um, yeah, yeah. She beat her out for this role, uh, which I think was probably a good casting decision on their part. Yeah. And then, of course, we have, you know, Rose Byrne, who played Helen, the, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the evil one. She's definitely cast as the antagonist, but I also don't really think she's like a bad person in any way. Yeah, but I agree. She was great in this movie. Um, and I, of course, love Wendy McLendon Covey, who played Rita. Uh, did you have you seen her in the Goldbergs? Mm-mm. Well, that's a really good show. So if you ever want a comedy to watch, highly recommend the Goldbergs. Um, she's in that and she's just she's just a funny lady overall. So like this is a great cast movie. I love him. I love Bond. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone I would change on this cast. Would you? Like, is there anyone else you would have cast differently? I don't know that I was super sold on the guy who played Rhodes. I feel like uh, there could have been a different person to play that character, maybe a little differently and better received. Uh, but nothing nothing wrong with him. I just feel like there probably could have been somebody who did it better. <laughs> Hot take. Scathing review. Now, uh, one of the podcasts, I think it was Unspooled, talked about this because Paul Rudd was supposed to be in this movie. And they, like, cut out his scene for whatever reason. But they both think that Paul Rudd would have been a great cop. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I could see him being a better fit for that, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I think if there was a weak spot, it was probably him. Yeah. Because it didn't make a lot of sense as to, like, why he was a cop in Wisconsin and also why he... Irish. Yeah, why he was Irish. So I was reading, I think it was the IMDb page. Is that right? IMDb Mm -hmm. or IMBD? I always get the letters confused. It's DB, database. (laughs) So I was reading that they, I guess the directors or whoever at first didn't want him to have that accent but that everybody but, and that's his natural accent mm-hmm. but everybody loved it so much that they just let it slide and let him have his Irish accent even though it didn't really make sense like you said for a, a Milwaukee cop to have an Irish accent <laughs> yeah it made no sense yeah but they also let Rebel Wilson keep her accent um yeah which was also interesting because her brother had an English accent, but she has an Australian accent, right? Yeah, I think so. I forgot she was in this. That that must have been an early one for her. Was that before um, Pitch Perfect or after? I can't remember. I think it was. I think it's before. I think this was her breakout role as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I she did great. She was very funny in this when she was <laughs> talking about reading um, Kristen Wiig's character Annie's diary. She was like, I just thought it was a poorly written novel at first. Like, <laughs> um, I think part of the reason why the cast worked so well together um, in this movie is because apparently before they even started filming, they all spent two weeks together just rehearsing and they did a lot of just like improvising at that time and just sort of like riffing off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then by the time they started shooting like none of them had been friends but then by the time they started they were very friendly and like got along and had a lot of like inside jokes and it turns out that there's like a good amount of improv in this movie and I think that that's like a recurring theme that we hear in a lot of the movies that we think are funny mm-hmm. 
on this podcast yeah like lots of improv um like the dueling wedding speeches uh, I guess, <laughs> uh that was in party wedding party engagement party speeches and party yeah the between annie and helen like a lot of that was apparently uh improv improved and the director was just like okay you guys like keep cutting into each other but i don't really care what you say but just make your speeches and um rose Byrne, like the tie bit that she speaks apparently when she did it for the take she just like said some random sentences and then they later in put in sentences that made actual sense (laughs) (laughs) like started speaking Thai and then they just had to change it a little bit after but so right after that when um Annie starts speaking Spanish (laughs) that's um I've seen that clip of which I didn't I totally forgot that it came from this movie but I've seen that clip or that audio clip used in a lot of um like Instagram reels and I guess TikTok videos and stuff where most of the time it's the premise of like when you uh when you can get a a raise at work for being bilingual and it has <laughs> it has that little clip that's like trying to convince hr that you know how to speak spanish <laughs> yeah. for a raise <laughs> and what she says is so funny she's like in the school uh <laughs> of the sky <laughs> yeah Oh, this yeah. I think Kristen Wiig really knocked knocked that one out. Um, yeah, that was a funny scene. Yeah. I forgot how many times they went back and forth and back and forth. And after a while, I was like, "Oh my, why is nobody stopping them?" <laughs> yeah, they're just letting this happen. Yeah, <laughs> I think if I was Lillian in that situation, I'd have to get up there and take the mic and be like, "All right, that's enough of that." <laughs> well, Lillian doesn't seem particularly confrontational, except for when she, uh. One of my biggest problems with this movie is, um, you know, there's the whole scene on the plane, which is absolutely incredible. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which, you know, that's, I think, one of the times when Melissa McCarthy really stands out because she's got the whole bit with her husband. And it's just so funny. Like, protect and serve. (laughs) You feel the heat from my undercarriage right now? It's like, good God, woman. (laughs) Oh, oh. You're talking about with the air marshal. Yeah, with Air Marshal. Who's her husband in real life? You know that, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. It turns out often in her movies, she just likes to get him like in a cameo role or uh, in the background. But for this, he was the Air Marshal. Oh, I didn't realize that was her husband. Yeah, he's that's very funny duo right there. Yeah, that whole scene. I think the plane ride scene was probably my favorite in the whole movie. Wow. Uh, today I learned that it wasn't originally in the screenplay. In the screenplay, they went to Vegas, and Kristen Wiig's character, like, spent all her money and tried to like impress in some ways in Vegas. And uh, because this came out right after The Hangover, mm-hmm. and during The Hangover Two, I think, um, they decided that they like just couldn't have a Vegas scene, and so they wrote the airplane scene, which was I think ten times funnier than anything they would have put in Vegas. Yeah, I forgot that in the movie they don't actually make it to Vegas. They get put on a bus back home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they still didn't just go, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But my one of my problems with this movie is that Lillian, like for all her years of friendship and everything, like this scene, airplane scene happens and then on the bus she just immediately tells Annie, like, no, like you're no longer my maid of honor. Um, it seems like it's too much for you. Yeah, too much responsibility you can't handle. Yeah, and it just, 
like that was such a quick turnaround for someone who was supposed to be your best friend since childhood you know yeah but at the same time I feel like it was probably the right move I mean Annie had been making no I I mean I don't know it's uh she was making blunder after blunder (laughs) and causing a scene and making it about herself Annie yeah, I mean, that's true, but also, like, switching to Helen, like, Helen talked her into a whole bunch of stuff for her wedding that she didn't even want. Yeah, I, I'm not saying replacing her with Helen was the right move, but ah. I could see how her being like, look, this is obviously too much for you, like, I, I want to remove you from these duties, but still have you as part of the wedding. I don't know. Either way, that would have been a really hard conversation. Yeah. Well, I don't, I just, I guess I feel like up to that point, the only thing she'd really messed up all that much was, like, she had a different idea for the bachelorette party, and then they went to the wedding shop, and she hadn't made the reservation, and she got them all sick, but, like, she hadn't done the engagement party scene yet at that point, right? I thought, I thought that had already happened. I can't remember. I thought that was after, because it wasn't until after... Annie was removed as maid of honor that Helen planned that whole like Paris themed party that she had knocked down earlier. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Hard conversation and certainly I don't know. Not the best. So speaking of that, one of my points for, uh, or one of my topics for the movie was what did you think of Annie's character? Overall, because mm-hmm. I I don't really remember much about this movie. It's been a long time since I watched it, mm-hmm. um, but I I didn't remember how much of the victim mentality Annie had, and just like thinking that the universe is out to get you, and nothing that happens to you is your fault. Woe is me! Like not taking responsibility for your hardship, and it just really like annoyed me how she's a full-grown woman and is like oh this is happening to me because of somebody else's actions Mm -hmm. and i don't know it i yeah i did not like her character (laughs) well i i don't she felt very real to me but it was annoying how much she was like i've done nothing Um, yeah but it also gave like melissa mccarthy's character a really good chance to come in and just give her a lecture that was funny and like i think I don't, she showed a lot of growth throughout the movie so I'm, I guess I'm proud of her for it but you're right she was so annoying and like I get that the recession closing down your business like that was probably out of your hands to some extent yeah. but yeah like, all it's of not- stuff like you know okay yes your bakery had to close you had to find another job she doesn't like working at the jewelry store so find another job that you enjoy more that maybe pays a little better or what like you know there's so many different things you can change about your day-to-day to to impact your your outlook on life and so for her to just be like you know it's not my fault and I'm not going to do anything to fix it and but I'm still going to whine and complain about it that's what annoys me yeah which is understandable yeah but she but like you said she did have a very real like her character was a very real person and but uh, melissa mccarthy i thought was definitely the best character for me she really steals the show yeah i actually didn't didn't recognize her at first because of her hair like (laughs) like a lot of the movies and stuff that she's in now her hair is like kind of big or i don't know with the way that it was like slicked back and short 
I I didn't recognize her at first. Yeah, she's not. She doesn't really rock the low pony. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she was wearing a wig for that. She might have been wearing a wig. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> her whole character when she goes to uh, like confront Annie and give her a wake up call, and she brings her nine dogs that she got as a <laughs> a, a uh, party favor. Yeah, she was like, six would have been better, but I took nine. It's like, <laughs> nine puppies. <laughs> that's so many puppies. You know how many puppies that is? That's so many. How yeah. do you keep them all in check? And her driving past in her van full of puppies. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I did not love that she like just took some extra ones early from the party and left them in her van, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's like not as hot as Alabama where they are, so. yeah. Well, yeah, they're in Milwaukee. Yeah, but it's still got to be warm sometimes in Milwaukee, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, but yeah, I I think Melissa McCarthy's character, like, yeah, it's a comedy, but she provided a lot of the comedy moments, I felt like, and so mm-hmm. I liked her character the best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's pro- yeah, she's probably the funniest. Of, of the women, and I hate to say this because... This I feel like in this movie, one of the things I like most is that you don't really get to know the men all that much. They're just like kind of side characters who like very much so are not the focus of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think John Hamm did a great job playing the douchebag like uh oh, yeah. of, the of Annie. Yeah. yeah, the boyfriend guy. Not explicitly not a boyfriend. <laughs> I think he just knocked it out. He was like this is really awkward. I want you to leave, but I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think he did a really, really good job. hmm Considering. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, though. We don't really get to know any of the, the men, really, except I guess we get to know Rhodes a little bit. But, like, um, Lillian's fiancé, all we get to know is, like, his name and that he works with Helen's husband. Yeah, and that he's not the best, allegedly, because his sister says something. Megan, yeah, she was like, we all know that, like, he's not the best. And I'm like, who is, um, who Ouch. am I marrying? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, review from Megan. <laughs> but yeah, her fiance, we, like, never really see on camera. Um, Headland's husband, who's apparently, like, the richest man in Chicago. Like, that's all we ever really get to know about him. I think that's one of the things I like most about this movie. Yeah, There's no men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of my questions I have for you <laughs> in reference to the bridesmaid dress shopping scene. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a, <laughs> a diarrhea moment in a less than ideal place? <laughs> Do you already know the answer to this question? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to go into detail. I'm just wondering because that scene where they're at the bridesmaid's dress shop and they all just, like, obviously get food poisoning at this yeah. time. Just was a hilarious scene. And so I was wondering if you've ever had a moment like that where you either get food poisoning or something happens and, like, you're in a less-than-ideal situation. <laughs> it, well, the reason I ask is because I have, yes, a very, very public one. Where I was, when I was in the first grade, um, I was sick. 
And I told my mom that I didn't think I should go to school. And my mom was a big believer that you just always go to school. Yeah, your mom was all about attendance. <laughs> yes. Um, and so she put me on the bus. And this is when I was at Friend- Friendship Christian. Um, and we got almost all the way to school. We were going up the hill that you go up to the school on. Mm-hmm. And I it, I it came out of both ends, is <laughs> what I can say. And... Um, at the time, well, I still do. Like, I didn't want to ask for help. And so I just didn't say anything. I was like, I'm just going to make it through the day. No one's going to notice that I shit my pants. <laughs> um, and uh, it turns out that they do notice. And the teacher called my mom and my mom had to bring me a change of clothes. And all the kids around me were like, what's that smell? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Your mom didn't even let you go home after that. <laughs> she just No, she let me clothes. go home after that. But. When we were walking out of the school, she says, don't you feel better now that you've changed? Are you sure you don't want to stay? And I was like, no, mom. <laughs> so, yeah. Why have That's you funny. ever had such an incident? I'm trying to think. I, I know, like, there was one time, actually, fairly recently, where I was down working downtown and I ate um, a sandwich that I got from a bakery close to work. And, like, I it didn't hit me right away but I was headed back home and I picked up Rosie but like that 25 minutes or so from the time I picked her up until we got back home it was like very close to happening in the car (laughs) oh that would have uh you would have had to clean those seats so much yeah. yeah oh I can't even imagine yeah yeah there was one other time when I was also at work um when I worked at the Lebanon office that it must have been something that Adam and I ate because I texted him and I was like, I am going home right now <laughs> because I am sick. And I don't remember if it was also both ends, but I was like, I have like, I was in the bathroom for so long. And then I was like, nope, I'm going home. And I was like, what am I going to do if I can't make it home? I don't want to like have diarrhea all over the car. So I put down a trash bag. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> on the seat just in case that's so funny <laughs> but I made it back home and I got and then like five minutes after I said I was leaving to go home Adam said me too <laughs> <laughs> so funny good thing you guys have two bathrooms I guess <laughs> yeah there's been a couple times we've gotten food poisoning from different places one of them was the subway in Watertown and <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're gonna have to blurt out that name blur out that name yeah, nah, it's fine. Whatever. We've been back since then, and it's been fine. <laughs> well, so you've never that. had a public scene like that, but so we see like four different ways that that can end. If you had to be one of them in the bridal dress shop, who would you like to be? Well, and you can't okay. be Helen. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot because she didn't eat any of the meat. Yeah. Uh, so Ellie Kemper's character Becca, and then Wendy. McClendon, these character Rita, they are both throwing, and <laughs> Becca pukes on top of Rita's head, which that would be that would send me over the edge. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit too much. But that's another like often I feel like memed uh, image is Rita on the toilet being like, "Don't look at me." Oh yeah, 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 and then uh, <laughs> Megan on the sink <laughs> also saying, "Don't look at me." Yeah. Uh, I can no. not want to be Lillian and doing it in public in the street. 
<laughs> yeah, but that is so, I mean, she's wearing this white dress. She's trying to get across the street to go to a different toilet, and then she just melts into the pavement. Yeah. It is incredible. <laughs> she's, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> you know, the entire time Maya Rudolph was shooting this movie, she was pregnant with her child, her third child, I think. I don't know that I noticed. Yeah, it well, they dressed her in like a lot of uh, like belts, and like the wedding dress was obviously huge. You'd never see it in that. Yeah. But that's that's my fun tidbit for today. That's what I've learned. Yeah. So even though that scene was pretty graphic and gross, it was still super funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we all love a little physical humor, a little yeah. physical comedy. <laughs> It's one of my favorite scenes. Um, like the the tense moment where Helen offers Annie a, what a nut or something. Yeah, Jordan almond. It's Jordan almond, and she's just like so slowly putting it in her mouth. Like I definitely <laughs> want to eat this snack right now. It's like so. Yeah, and then she's just pouring sweat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely disgusting. We love yeah. to see it. <laughs> <laughs> So my only other question for you is how many times have you been a bridesmaid? I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before on the podcast. Well, I don't remember. So remind uh, me. <laughs> okay. Well, it, I think like when we did 27 dresses, we talked about this, oh, but yeah. I've been in um, our two friends' weddings, of course, mm-hmm. um, and my sister's wedding. And I think so the one you went to in England, you weren't in the wedding? No, they, um, no, she had a maid of honor, but that was her friend from like, that she's known for forever from Georgia. So yeah, no, I just got to go to that one, but that was again, great wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I've been in the same amount. I've been in our two friends weddings, uh, that we were in together. And Mm -hmm. then one other one of a girl that I went to college with. Mm -hmm. Well, you, Alex, you've met her. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I was in her wedding. And then other than that, I mean, obviously I was in my own wedding, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was the photographer for my friend Cassie's elopement, if we're counting that. Yeah, yeah. We're, oh. going, we're going to a wedding in like two weeks, two to three weeks. <laughs> we're going to a wedding up in Michigan mm-hmm. for one of Adam's nephews. Sure. Yep. And I bought Rosie a dress and she tried it on. It was way too big, but she tried it on and she liked twirling around in it. And so then tonight, I had to send it back because it was too big. Mm-hmm. And she kept saying, dress, 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 dress. She wanted to put her dress back on and twirl around. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, I think um, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about with this movie is that I feel like this was one of the first certainly the first one I can really remember of like an all-female led like big blockbuster movie that I can remember and like they they call it like the bridesmaid effect after this which is where like they tried to make more female led movies and sometimes they hit and sometimes they didn't obviously but um Mm -hmm. like this is like a big poster child of like look you can make a funny movie about women uh and I like kind of hate whenever they put a whole bunch of expectations on a single movie like that. Like, oh, let's see if this movie will get all the men, t- the white men, to go to the movies. Um, but I like I yeah like this like is, Barbie <laughs> yeah like Barbie. And I, I think just... part of the reason is because it's written by women 
for women. So mm-hmm. I just looked it up too because I knew it was the only other one I could think of that's like all female is Pitch Perfect, and that one came out in 2012, so it would have been the year after this one. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of any offhand that were like all dominantly female cast. Yeah, but hats off to them. Um, do we want to rate this out of five uh, golden retriever puppies? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, let's see. I'm going to go with 3.7 golden retriever puppies. Wow, that's honestly lower than I expected. Yeah, I mean, it definitely had a lot of funny moments to it, but l- watching it back after not having seen it in several years, I was like, it's good, but definitely not my favorite movie i think it's mostly just because of annie's victim complex mentality that i thought was so annoying yeah i mean if you hate that but she's uh, she's also got so many funny scenes like when she's trying to get the cop's attention and she's like driving back and forth like flashing him and trying to go super fast like that was that's a funny scene too yeah i forgot about that one that one is a funny scene and then she has to tap his bumper for him to get out of the car (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's all that he'll react to yeah um, yeah, so I guess I give it like a four point two, probably. Okay, yeah, definitely above what you've been given it. I I think it holds up well. Yeah, it definitely had a lot of funny scenes to it and funny lines. Yeah. Also, have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? Uh, didn't didn't we go to one before prom one year? Stony or was River? that just a regular steakhouse? Stony River. Yeah. I think that's just a regular steakhouse. Brazilian steakhouses, there was one downtown Nashville, but when the Christmas Day bombing happened, they shut it down and it has never reopened. Um, Like Brazilian steakhouses is like an overload of all kinds of different meats and you like just tell the servers to bring more of whatever you want. And it's, I think it's kind of like an all you can eat setting um mm. but anyway i've never been to one i would like to try one but anyway i just wondered if you'd ever been to one since that's where they all got food poisoning i want to say that this place i went to in peru was a brazilian steakhouse but we only got drinks there i could so see that. don't count that one um yeah what do we so next week we got our book so if you uh haven't checked out your copy yet now's a good time <laughs> Yeah, so um, I started listening to it on audiobook, and yeah, I'm about halfway through it, and it's pretty good. Yes, and that is Arsenic and Adobo, so go get yep. your copy if you haven't. So originally, last week, I said that we're going to do Breathtaking Ignorance by Val McDermott in the Stranded book collection, but it's a really, really short story. It's only like four pages, so I think we're going to add another one to that episode um just to have a little bit more to talk about and so the first short story in the book stranded is called i'm not sure if it's mittel or mittel m-i-t-t-e-l so we're gonna do two yeah and they'll both be quick so yeah that one's only like four or five pages too but yeah we just thought that doing one at that short wouldn't be too much to talk about (laughs) Thanks for joining us on this episode of Marianne and Wanda. We would love to hear your feedback and if you have any books or topics for us to review.
You can reach us at Marianne and Wanda Podcast on Instagram or send us an email at Marianne and Wanda Podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.